Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking week two waiver wire. It's always, you know, you have a bad week one. <laughs> you go look for that waiver wire, find out what's going to work, what's not going to work. And there's this week, you know, there's a couple interesting names on there that maybe can help your team going forward. There, I mean, maybe there's a there's a league winner here. Even I don't know, there, there could be. So we're just gonna jump into this thing, throw out some names for you that you need to go pick up because you know, especially if you're hurting like me and have like Javante Williams as your number two and you don't feel comfortable with that, you might need to go find somebody. All right, I would say top waiver wire pickup. I think I think you're in agreement with this possibly Elijah Mitchell the way he played. Right, it has to be Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. We talked about this in the recap show. The 49ers, we don't really know how, you know, <laughs> how honest they're being about the Trey Sermon situation and what really happened. But what Shanahan said was Trey Sermon was beaten out by Elijah Mitchell and Jamichael Hasty. And if that's the case, and Raheem Mostert's knee is something that he's not going to be playing with next week, Elijah Mitchell is absolute must own running back right now. I don't care who the starting running back is in this 49ers team. I think I've said this a thousand times now. That guy is going to be good. It's been a bunch of different guys, and they're always good. Elijah Mitchell looked good. Some of that might be playing against the Lions. They, they weren't, they weren't a good, they're not a good defense, but he played well. And if he's the guy, you have to go pick him up. You absolutely have to go pick him up if you need a running back. Maybe we'll get some more information before you actually have to put that in. Like, is Mostert not hurt? that badly can he play next week that can change things either way if most are plays next week if you even think sermon's gonna play elijah mitchell still needs to be an ad he needs to be rostered just for the possibility that he's the guy at some point and he very well might be the guy in week two so yeah that's yeah, pretty that, much that it that pretty straightforward i mean you have to take the yeah. shift you, you just have uh, to. here's the question it's so early in the year this could be a huge pickup but mm-hmm. you don't like uh, I, I feel like if you have, we'll, we'll do it two different camps, right? First, if you're dealing with free agent money, mm-hmm. and then if you're also just, you know, your position as far as waivers, if you have the number one overall waiver, you use it on Mitchell, correct? If you're, if you're running back needy right now, I don't think you screw around because I've seen this happen too many times where people wait around and like, Oh, I have the number one. I'm going to wait for the right guy. Right. And it just never happens. That guy doesn't come along. This could be that guy. I say, you just do it. Don't wait around for a guy that might possibly come up in the future and he might not, he might not ever show up. Just, just do it. Just get him. Just, and, I'm, and I'm as all far as uh, free agent money, yep. say you have a hundred dollars at your disposal. How much would you actually put towards this guy? It is super early in the year. It how, is. How, how strong do you feel? Okay. Again, this is where I, I try to assume I'm, you, assume you need running back help. Like you're, you're very running back needy. We'll say that. I mean, I'm probably looking at 50% of my money, to be honest, just because if you're running back needy, I, you just don't know if these situations are going to come up. And I've seen it so many times where people wait around, like you said, like even with, with what number one waiver with your money, you just wait and you wait and you wait. You're, what, but what are you waiting for at the end of the day? This might be that guy. He might be, he has a good chance of any to be the guy that is, you know, that possible number one back. I mean, again, we'll, we'll, we'll see, maybe get some more solid information on what Raheem Mostert's injury is, right? By the time you actually have to finalize that bid, 
if we know Mostert's injury is not major, changes up a little bit. If you know Mostert's going to be out for quite a while, Elijah Mitchell is the guy. You have to go do it. You have to do it. As much as I want Trey Sermon to be the guy, it doesn't, I just, I can't say it's going to be right now. So I, I would, if, as long as we know, we have a good idea that Raheem Mostert is injured and significantly you go after Elijah Mitchell big. Again, if it, if, if Mostert's a more minor, switch it up. Maybe I'm going like 20% of my budget, 15, 20%, something like that. If it's, you know, a lot less of an injury than we think. So, yeah, just, I don't, I just don't want to wait around. I don't want to wait around if you need a guy because that guy might not ever come. So yeah, after, yeah. Yeah, I say after Mitchell, it becomes crazy as this sounds. It's like a Mark Ingram. I was going to say, if you didn't say Mark Ingram, I'd be I mean, kind of surprised. It has to be, right? 26 got, carries. Yeah, he got way too much of the – he got the lion's share of it. it obviously, they're, they're going to they're gonna use that guy. Like they, That's who they feel the most comfortable with. And Tyrod Taylor, they have kind of a veteran like presence now, which I, you weren't sure how it was going to work out. But, hey, the numbers tell it all. And after week one, they believe that he's durable enough to take 26 carries – I'm going to just take their word for it. Mm-hmm. So, and once again, running backs are difficult to come by and there was a lot of disappointments in week one. So you're going to have to pay to get these kind of guys. And I would definitely rather have Mitchell because I think the upside is there, yep. but Mark Ingram has been a productive running back for quite a few years. Obviously this is not as good of an offense as, you know, the Ravens or the saints, which he was at. And he's definitely not as young as he used to be, but he showed that he can be productive in what they want to do with him. And if yeah. you're going to give him 20 carries or more, you know, you're probably starting that guy anyway. Like he's definitely a flex consideration at the very least. Yep. So those are by far, if you're looking at like 40, 50% or under, those are by far the best options to pick up. If your league, so if you're looking at like four, just a little bit above 40%, if you're looking at that and like Latavius Murray's still out there, he's going to still be obviously an interesting ad. Um, okay, that that's a very very good point. Uh, yep. What is uh, Latavius at actually at the Four, moment? He's at forty three percent. Okay, right so he's a little more than we usually talk and, about. And, but and Le'Veon Bell's at forty four. So here, here's the question then, because I think that's an excellent point. And I have Latavius Murray on a bunch of my teams because I just assumed he was going to be picking up, and I was yep. really hoping that he'd land on the Ravens, which I'm just getting lucky here, but yep. good for me. Um, so if he is available, he is your number one over Mitchell, or is Mitchell over him? Right now, I lean personally, depending on how the Raheem Mostert thing goes, but mm-hmm. if he is, if he's not like out for the year, right? If he's like, even if he misses a mm-hmm. week or two, I think I'm still, I'm kind of in the Latavius Murray camp. And it's hard I, because I'm not sure if I am. Cause I mean, Murray, he got beat out by Tony Jones. He really did. He got beat out by Tony Jones. Well, he got beat out because he did. also because he's more expensive. He was, but he got beat out. He, he did, but I mean, let's be honest, so, Ingram, there's been a lot of backs that in later in their career have been good in that Ravens offense. And how many times have we talked about it? Not to use your own yep. words against you, but whoever is yeah. running the ball there will be good. Yep. And there's just no one left. There's well, no one left. If, if And you know what? By the time you actually have to make that waiver wire claim, the Ravens will have played and maybe we'll get a big answer on if if Tyson Williams can play. That's a good point. We'll, we'll know, like, can that guy actually play? We know, no, nobody knows anything about him. We don't know. No. So but we'll even see. If he, even if he does, that'll be the, the crazy part. Unless he has a wildly good game. Right. You know, they're not going to only use one back. That's true. <laughs> not the, especially with the, the way that everyone's knees are just 
snapping in half right. <laughs> over in Baltimore. Yep. And then other running back options, there really isn't many. Um, I would just throw out Kenny Gainwell's name because I thought he was interesting. He was used on the goal line on more than one occasion. He's obviously not the, you know, Miles Sanders is the guy there. Gainwell's just an interesting name. I, it depends on what kind of size league you're in and when you would actually play him, but he's just a name to watch out for, right? Because he's he was just used in an in interesting way, I thought. But that's about it I have for running back. There just isn't many others right now, that at least that are too worthwhile for me. It's Naheem Hines, if he was out there, he's probably in more leagues, but he's definitely playing. But it's Mitchell, it's Ingram, it's Murray. Those are the guys you go and get at, at the running back spot. If you're looking at wide receiver, not a lot of guys really, I guess, to me, stood out at that lower number. Like if you're like 40% or under today, there wasn't really a lot of big time performances. I guess hmm. Nelson Aguilar is interesting because he is probably the main receiver there with the Patriots. He's at 30% owned. He's, he's an interesting name. Gabriel Davis caught a touchdown for the, for the bills. Maybe there's some interest there. I don't know if you got Christian Kirk then. Yeah. Christian, Kirk, say, Christian is, Kirk is the one guy that I would say really, that's about it. Yeah. That's really after, a, after watching Arizona and the way they, you know, the way they were mm-hmm. attacking everyone in the red zone, Hopkins can't do it all. Kirk really stepped up. And I think he's in the perfect position to kind of inherit, inherit a, a bunch of those, you know, looks and man, if, if, mm-hmm. You know, Kyler plays the way he did today for the majority of the year. He will be a very good pickup. And right now he's he's hardly rostered at all. Yeah, so exactly. He, he would be probably my my number one as far as wide receivers go. Yep. Yeah, and he definitely had a just a great game there. Great output. So maybe we're finally seeing something from him. And then I'll throw even further down Deontay Harris. He had a couple nice catches, only two, but he got a touchdown, big touchdown. I've liked Deontay Harris for a while now. Just kept waiting for that talent to show up the guy was he's a good player he can be an electric player he's just so small never really panned out maybe this is the start of something so Deontay Harris just the name should be on your radar and then I'll say even just these rookies just still the rookie receivers that didn't do much right away because it just doesn't happen always often right away Kadarius Tony you know Terrace Marshall Diami Brown D Eskridge all those kind of names Amon Rossi Brown even you know all these guys just names to just Watch out for even okay. Rondell Moore actually probably was the best of the bunch there, and he's 19% owned. So, those rookies don't just if, if people are dropping them, if you have bench spots, I'd still, you know, if you have the opportunity, to, you're not wasting a spot, they still could do something. One week's nothing for a rookie, it's just they're just getting out there. But Rondell Moore is definitely an interesting one at 19% owned. He was, was involved, and I think that'll probably continue. Yeah, and um, another name I will throw out there, and this one's a little, a little deeper. Um, but KJ Hamler only because I, I like yeah. his speed and I like what he brings, but if Jerry Judy is going to be out for 68 weeks, which, yep. you know, I, I highly doubt he's going to come before that yep. KJ Hamler could be very useful in the short term. Yep, definitely. All right. Tight end wise. Is there anybody down that 40 or lower level that we like Actually, a couple names? Could there's throw. really only, there's only one that I'm kind of, excited about um I'll, I'll take a look more but cole Komet, we we did talk about him briefly he's only owned in 22 percent of leagues but it does look like he's gonna be used quite mm-hmm. a bit and he's he's a younger guy so i think that there's a lot of upside for that one if you need a need a tight end because i'm really at this point you're either looking for you know touchdown viability mm-hmm. or you're looking for someone who could potentially get 
you know, six to seven targets per game, which I think Cole commit would fit into that yeah. category. He's, he's one of those that get more targets. And then you got a guy like Jawan Johnson for the saints, who, if you're just hoping for touchdowns, he only had three targets. Two of them were touchdowns. That's probably not sustainable, but that's a, something to, you know, just, if you're just looking for that possible <laughs> wild card lottery ticket right there, he's a name Jared cook at 22% owned still Jared cook is he, he's going to be in that offense a bit, five catches, 56 yards. He had eight targets. You know, eight targets at tight end is if you're just, you know, going through the waiver wire, that's kind of what you're you're hoping for. So that's a, definitely another name to watch on. Then Gerald Everett, he only had two catches, but just w- w- again, watch and see. Maybe he gets keeps getting red zone looks, but not not like a crazy standout, but just a couple names there right now for you. And I have to bring him up one more time. We we did mm-hmm. talk about in the recap, but David David Njoku. Yep. He had yep. a he had a good game. How do you and I know that you want to see one more. I do one more day of it, but is he, I mean, these other guys that we're naming aren't anything, you know, they're, yeah. they're not crazy. So would you, but if in you, some cases rather take a shot at him and, and put him on your bench early? Um, see, it just, I guess it depends on how much, if you have the room, I would, if you're just looking to play a guy, I'd probably, I'd probably rather play like Jared cook, to be honest for a week. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Quarterbacks. I guess the quarterback list has to start with Jameis, right? That's definitely the ad for the week was James. It's going to be Jameis Winston. But again, like I said, it, it was done in a very interesting way where <laughs> as much as it doesn't look like it with a 38 to three win and Jameis Winston throwing five touchdowns, the saints were very conservative. They truly were. They like Jameis threw that one bomb. But other than that, they were, it was a very conservative game plan. You ran the ball with Alvin Kamara 20 times, which doesn't happen usually. And Winston was only 14 to 20. So, don't go in expecting five touchdowns, but Jameis is still a good pickup. They're playing at Carolina. Carolina, I mean, only gave up 14 points against the Jets, but it's still the Jets. And then after that, he plays at New England. So there's two matchups on the road, which I, will, I don't know how great of matchups they are. But Jameis has to, still has to be the number one pickup, right, if you're, if you're really QB needy. But would you, okay, Jameis there at Carolina, or would you rather go with like a Ben Roethlisberger playing against the Raiders next week? <clears throat> Or uh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins playing against the Cardinals. Cardinals played well. We got Kirk Cousins against the Cardinals. It's interesting as well. Carson yeah. Wentz playing against the Rams. Not probably not that one. Goff against the Packers after what <laughs> the Packers just did. No, obviously you're going to go Jameis over these guys, but Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater at the Jaguars. Yeah, it's very difficult. I mean, right now, any of these guys that we're talking about, mostly I'm I'm doing on a matchup basis. And after yep. one week, you, you can't really tell. <laughs> so that mm-hmm. is the the difficult part of it. Because even right now, if you're just going off numbers, you could throw out Zach Wilson. Because I mean, he you know in standard mm-hmm. scoring, he he scored 22. He looked like crap in the first half, what? but he really established himself. Going in the against New England, I don't know if I feel good about uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't do that one. <laughs> but it, it just shows you how it, how difficult it is to tell after uh, after one week. It is. I mean, Tyrod Taylor would be another one. I mean, you know, he, he played against Jacksonville, but you're kind of like, okay, if you want a safer option. Um, He's going at Cleveland, though. I don't love that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. <clears throat> that, that one was a, that's a bad pick. So there's not a there's not really a great streaming option. Roethlisberger against the Raiders is probably solid, and Jameis, I guess you know at Panthers still is good. I just I'm not sure how real that is. Like what he did, I'm just not sure yet. I'm just I'm I just think people are going to set themselves up for some disappointment. That's all. And he had a, he had an interception in that game that got 
overturned because they called roughing the passer, which was the weakest roughing the passer call I've ever seen in my life. It was not roughing the passer whatsoever. And Jameis threw a pick. And that's when that game still could have been, you know, Packers still could have been in it. I'll say it. like they could, they could have still kept themselves in that game with that pick. Instead, it turns around and the Saints go get a touchdown. And, and you know, then it's just out of hand. But I'm, I'm just don't go too crazy yet. I, I mean, and we've, we, we've talked up Jameis. Like we, we are, we like Jameis. He did well for us in the Scott Fishbowl, but just temper expectations slightly. Yeah. So. He's not going to always throw five touchdowns. Right. So in this one, I think we did throw out quite a few names yep. and, and for good reason, there's, uh, you know, once you get down to this point, but I think the three main ones would be, you know, obviously Winston Roethlisberger, and then probably Kirk Cousins is yeah. a viable pick when you're going against Arizona, just assuming he's going to have to throw a lot because Arizona will put up numbers. That my, yeah. my thinking at least. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. How would you, how would you rank those three? Is it in that order? Winston Roethlisberger, then Kirk Cousins, or I might actually go, I might actually go um, Winston Cousins Roethlisberger to be honest. I think, I think I might go with that. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Defense. We'll see if we've got any defensive streamers here, like under 50%. I'll, I'll list some of these teams and who they're playing here. Dolphins at home against Buffalo. Don't, don't really want to go against Josh Allen as much as they, they didn't play no. well. Don't want to do it. Vikings at Arizona. We said that, that no, don't want to do that with the way Arizona no. game. <laughs> Saints at Carolina. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that, that would be a good yeah. one. I like that. Packers against the Lions. Maybe. Lions did put up 30, what, 33 points, but it was all garbage points. But then the Packers just gave up a bunch. So maybe yeah. not. Doesn't maybe make not. you feel great, but that, that yeah. wouldn't be the worst one to have. Panthers against the Saints. Don't love that. Chiefs at Baltimore. Don't love that. Bears at home against Cincinnati. That's yeah, maybe. They, they, they gave up, you know, 30, I, yeah, I don't four think, points tonight, but. Or, I don't you know. think there's high upside, but at nope. the same time, I think I don't. I would rather have that than one of these other teams that are going against right. a really explosive offense. Because then we got uh, Seahawks playing against the Tennessee Titans. T- Titans weren't great, but you just expect them maybe to do something, right? Yeah. Uh, Giants playing at Washington. That's an interesting one, even though I don't trust the Giants. But Washington didn't show. You know, Taylor Heineke might be their quarterback. We'll see how that plays out. Cardinals against the Vikings. You know, like I think the Vikings can can get into a shootout if they have to. Titans against Seattle, don't want that. Jets against New England, you know, maybe. Maybe Jets against New England. But there's not a tell you, not a lot of great streaming options here, is there? Chargers against Cowboys, Cowboys against Chargers, Jaguars against Denver, Eagles against San Francisco, Falcons against Bucks, Raiders against Pittsburgh. Just not not options I see here. No. There just uh, isn't. Yeah, you Usually there's a few, but really New Orleans it's, is the only one that Saints, I really like. Yeah, Saints against the Panthers is the one I like, and then you probably still go Packers against the Lions. I'm still okay with yeah. going against the Lions as much as you can. Is they scored some points, but I'm still okay with going against them. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> yep. But all right, there we go. There's there's week two waivers. It's week two is not the easiest one to figure out. We only have one week. We're just going off one week sample size. Next week is where you really start to see some of these players and if they're for real, what's going on. And, you know, who's actually going to have a good season here. It's not just a one week thing. But all right, that'll do it for today. Talk to you guys next time.